So we're going to be talking today about leading intentionally. And the reason this came to mind, so when I got out of college, I was recruited into, I started working at GED right out, and I was recruited into what did they call one of these leadership program tracks. So they had leadership program tracks for lots of different finance, technology, all the things. So they took us, kids out of college, and said, hey, go lead a bunch of people. Awesome. What they also did, though, was they did give lots of leadership training. So now fast forward probably about 15 years, and I'm sitting in my office. Again, I'm in technology. I'm obviously a woman, and I'm diverse. So when any woman or diverse person came into technology, they said, Katura, go mentor them. And I said, I'd love to, because I love I think all the, a lot of the reasons that I've been successful, someone took me under their wing. And so I remember sitting in my office across from someone, and as I looked at that person, suddenly the thought came to me that the best version of them was not necessarily just a different version of me. And it struck me, and I was like, but like, I can mentor them, but mentoring really meant like, hey, well, I make these sets of choices, so you should be making these sets of choices. And that just didn't, it felt icky to me. So, but I didn't know what to do with that. Then I'm gonna fast forward about five years. I get married, we have our first child. My daughter Eleanor is gonna be 12 soon. And I remember as I first had her, I looked down at her, and for some reason, my first thought was, what if she wants to be a ballerina? I have no idea how to help someone be a ballerina. I have no idea that was why that was my first thought, but I looked down at her and this is my thought. Then again, fast forward about six months, I sat in this course and they were explaining different types of leadership. And all of these things culminated for me in the different types of leadership. Unfortunately, we kind of put together all types of leadership together and we don't really distinguish them. So today we're gonna to be talking about four different types of leadership and allowing you to then, one, understand which one do you tend to gravitate towards, and then also, also understand when others can be used. Okay, so we're gonna be dealing with four types of leadership today. How many types of leadership? Four. All right, thank you, just waking it up. Okay, so the first one we're gonna be dealing with is managing. So when you think of managing, very simply, managing is directing or telling someone. That's what managing is. If I am managing you, I am directing or telling you what to do. When you think about managing also, the spotlight is on the person that has that experience, that person in most authority. So when you think about spotlight, have you ever heard of uh, Sage on a stage? Have you ever heard that? Okay, so when you think of spotlight, so like if I go stand up here, right? So right, you all are, oh, there's a tick, oh, an actual spotlight here, this is great. So you all are focused on me, right? Because I am imparting some great wisdom to you. If we were in a theater, the lights would be down, no one can even see you, it's all focused on me. So when I talk about the spotlight of these things, we think about the concept of who is the focus on. In managing, the focus is on the leader because they have the information. So, when we think about managing, this is our first type. One, it's directing or telling. So, someone comes to you, you direct or tell them, the spotlight is on that person, and they, importantly, walk away with the right answer. Now, if they're walking away with the right answer, what does that assume that the, per the person managing has? 
the right, the right answer. Right? So this only works if then I, as the manager, have the right answer, which is not always the case. That's why we're going to go, that's why we need different types of leadership. So what's our first type of leadership that we just talked about? Managing. Managing is directing or telling. Managing is what? Okay, good job. I know you're not, I'm, I'm really trying to help you guys get in. Okay. Because, oh, let me tell you this thing too. So I do adult education. And so no matter how entertaining I am, if you only listen to me, you will only remember probably about 5 to 8%. It doesn't matter. You can be like, hey, that was amazing. What's she talking about? I don't know. However, if you then speak back to me and write things down, then your retention increases. Now, the highest level of retention comes with if you listen to me, if you write things down, and you then go practice it. So that's why there's a method to my madness around all of this. It's not just to wake you up at 8.45 in the morning. Okay, so that was a little commercial break. We talked about already one element of, man one element of leading, and that one's called what? The first one. Managing. Now, the second one is called mentoring. Now, when you think of a mentor, a mentor is advice based on experience. So if you want someone to mentor you in something, that assumes they have achieved something that you would like to achieve. Okay? So I want you, you know, if I want you to mentor me because, oh, you achieved this certain thing. So getting back to my original story, they sent people to me because they felt like, hey, Terry, you've been really successful in navigating this environment. Help them to navigate it. But mentoring assumes, hey, I started over here. Here are the steps that I have taken to get into this position. So it assumes that you are going to take the same steps. And while sometimes that works, because we all have different value systems, etc., sometimes that doesn't always work. I'll tell you another story. I came to the office once, and there was this new woman who started brilliant woman, she was in IT security. Every day, guys, she wore a different color wig to work. And this is 20 years ago. And it would drive me crazy. I'm like, they are never gonna take her seriously. She is in a different color, purple, pink, every day. But again, I was in my mentoring, like these are the steps I took. I'm, I was, you know, I'm dressed every day in Ann Taylor or Banana Republic. I'm very mainstream at the time. My hair was straight and all the things. And then I suddenly, I looked at her and I said, you know, I don't want her to take this path if that's what makes her happy. She should be in an area that makes her, that is accepting of her. So in that case, when I think about mentoring, while I wanted to share my experience, I also didn't want her to think that in order to get to where I am, she only had to go in my path. So, we now talked about managing, we talked about mentoring, advice based on experience. Now, the spotlight in mentoring is on the mentor, right? Because they have achieved something you want to achieve, and the spotlight is on them. Now, um, you walk away with what worked for the mentors. We already talked about that. So we got two now. The first one was managing. Anybody remember the definition of managing? Directing or telling. 
Mentoring is advice based on experience. So here's the experience I have, here's some advice based on it. The third one is coaching. Now coaching came to me um, at some point, probably mid in my career, so I, I know we didn't do intros or anything, but so in addition to leading technology groups right now, I lead the shared services group, I'm also a certified executive coach. And so coaching came to me because what I loved about coaching is because it shifted now and it was it's asking questions to gain clarity. So um, think about it. So think about a really good, um, who's a really good, uh, I used to use Tiger Woods, but that feels really dated right now. So <laughs> I used to use Tiger. Um, but if you think about a really good uh, athlete, and you think about the coaches that they have, the coaches are never better than the athlete. Like whoever was coaching Jordan or whatever, it wasn't a better athlete, right? But it was someone who could still help them through asking them questions, help them to tailor what they were doing and help them to get better. And so that's what coaching is about. Now coaching, really importantly, again, it sounds like that you're asking questions to clarify intent, but here's where the spotlight changes. The spotlight is on the person being coached. Now, you may ask me, Katara, how can I tell where the spotlight is? The easiest calibration to where the spotlight is is who is doing the most talking. If you are doing the most talking, the spotlight is on you. So even in my coaching engagements, it becomes a ton of self-management to make sure that I am allowing the spotlight to just be on them. And then what they walk away with is really clarity um, in their path. So think about this with coaching. So say you know you want to live in a, some establishment, you want to live in something. Whereas mentoring would say, I live in a four bedroom brick house so you must come live in a four-bedroom brick house. Coaching really starts to say, hey, let me ask you a ton of questions to see what type of house you want to live in, and then let me help you figure out how to get there. So even though I may live in a four-bedroom brick house, we may discover that you really want a bungalow on the beach. And there's no judgment in bungalow on the beach, and I'm going to help you get there. So that's really what coaching is about. It is how do I help them through a series of questions get to what they want to do, and then also help them understand the path there. Okay, so now we've talked about three types of leadership. I'm sorry, I didn't look at the time. How much, I'm good? You're good. Thank you. Okay, let me, uh, we're talking about the three types of leadership. What was the first one? Managing. Managing is doing what? Directing or telling. Then we talked about mentoring. Mentoring is advice based on what? Experience. So you don't want someone to mentor you who has never done what you're trying to get done. Then we talked about coaching, which is you're asking questions to do what? Clarify. Clarify. So they come to you, they know they want to live in something, but they don't quite know what. Or maybe they think they want to live in a brick house because everyone around them lives in a brick house, but they're not sure. So it's really helping to clarify. And then the last one is my favorite. The last one is actual leadership. So, and let me pause here to say, all four of these, there are appropriate times to use any four of these. 
What you will find with yourself is that you probably have a tendency towards one or the other of them, but they're all appropriate. So what the intention of this discussion is now, instead of you just falling into what you always fall into, as the top of the paper says, how do you lead intentionally around some of these things? So then we get to leadership. Leadership are questions to understand. So if you think about leadership, leadership is really all around inspiration, inspiring someone. When you're leading them, it's really about, they know how to get, they know a lot of the tacticals. It's how do we make sure that we're going in the right direction. When you think about the word inspiration, the root word of that is inspiro, which means to breathe life into. So breathe life into something. So when you're truly leading, you're inspiring team, you're breathing life into them. So what's the opposite of breathing life into something? Sucking the life out of it. We have all been on that meeting where everyone's like, okay, okay, and then somebody joins you're like, uh, not this guy. Right? Because it just kind of sucks the air out of the room or it sucks the life out of it, right? And so that's the opposite. Inspiration, that leadership is all around inspiration that how do you inspire the team to do what they need to do because of some greater good? And so the reason that I like um, leading is because it's around inspiration and you're asking questions to better get them to understand. So there are several types of questions you can ask. Um, the reason these questions we suggest start with um, how or that we don't, well, let me do the reverse. They do not start with the question why because if I ask you, why did you make that choice? What's the initial response if someone asks you why? Defense. Defense, yes. So if somebody hears me like, huh, why'd you wear those shoes? I'm like, what's wrong with my shoes? Like I thought they were not right. So you're automatically on defense. However, if you ask them, hey, what about what about that choice made you choose to go that way? Now they can explain themselves and they can really take you in on that journey. So you want to ask what or how questions. And then if you also ask another good leadership tack is you want to ask questions that get them to think. So instead of like, well, uh, why did you do X, Y, and Z? You may ask, hey, what would it take for you to have a 90% confidence that we can execute this on time? What would that take? So now you see how that now is not, they're not on defense. You're asking what would it take and you're calibrating to say about a 90% confidence rate. So now they're thinking more broadly, and now you're in a position as a leader to help those things come into fruition. So that's the difference between leadership, because now that feels inspiring, versus why did you miss the date that you made? Or why did you do X, Y, and Z? So inspiration. Now, in order to be inspired, inspiring, you must be inspired. So I had a guy, um, I was coaching him, and he says to me, his business was going through a really tough time. They were doing layoffs, they were doing restructuring, and he says to me, man, how can I inspire my team right now? And I asked him, what are you inspired by? And he really couldn't answer me. 
So you cannot inspire people when you are not inspired. Because if you try, it will just feel fake. Right? And so like that was a like a this is a woman, you know, she doesn't she didn't um she was people were always telling her to smile often. Like, you look mean going around the office, just smile. And she's like, so I tried to smile, and I was like, but now you look creepy. Because if it doesn't feel authentic, people will know. And so getting back to the inspiration, you have to first be inspired. And so if you flip the sheet over, the question here is, what inspires you? What inspires you? And here's the thing. The angels do not, I know what I used to tell people, the angels don't have to sing to be inspired. Let me tell you one of the things that inspires me most. <clears throat> I love people who love what they do. It does not matter what they're doing. If they love what they do, I love that. One day, I was sitting in the doctor's office. <clears throat> excuse me. It was, it was mid-afternoon. I hate going to the doctor in the middle of the day. You never know how long it's going to take. It's like your whole day is It's just, so I'm sitting on the edge waiting for the doctor to come in, and I'm overlooking the parking lot. It's raining, just kind of going into my mood as well. And then I look down, and I see this guy in the golf cart. <clears throat> and he's picking up people around the parking lot. And from my view, three stories up, I can tell this man is happy. He's driving around, he's getting out with a little umbrella, he's helping people in. And to me, that was inspiring because this man can also be like, why am I out here in the rain, shuttling people around, 10 steps to the door? But he was enjoying what he was doing. And that inspires me. So I always like to say, you know what, Shara, even if there are elements that you don't enjoy about what you're doing, how can you be inspired in what you're doing? So my ask to you is what inspires you? Like what inspires you? Anybody have an example of something that inspires you? It could be work-related, it could be not. What inspires you? Yes? Seeing people grow. Seeing people grow inspires you. Yes, that's a great one, yes. Seeing people follow their passions. Whether it's work or not work related, to even actually go after those things. Seeing people follow their passions, yes, work or otherwise, right? I love it. What else? What inspires you? Curiosity. Curiosity, yes. Curiosity. Seeing someone really question that thing and understand it, I love it. So, again, <clears throat> if you want to step into true leadership, then it is around making sure to get in, to inspire others. And before inspiring others, you have to be inspired. Now, the next question that you'll see on there is, what do you want to inspire in others? All right, so it's not like general inspiration. It is what do you want to inspire? Again, when we talk about this concept of leadership, what are you trying to inspire? I'll give you an example. Um, I. Uh, start leading a team in about July, August time frame. And um, these folks do not feel inspired at all. And so part of me wants them to just feel like, hey, we're a team, we're a group. But when I think of what I want to inspire in them, I want them to feel inspired to have a sense of ownership to really be able to solve our partner's problems. That's what I want to inspire in them. That you have all the skills in order to do that. So everything from my language to what I'm doing is helping them inspired in that way. So when you think of, whether it's your team, your environment, 
your sphere of influence, which I love. I cannot wait to hear this next talk. What is it that you are trying to inspire the people around you? Anybody have an example? Something you're trying to inspire, you would like to inspire those around you. Any examples? Think about it. Listening skills. Listening skills. Yeah. And so how do you inspire listening skills? But well, one, demonstrating those listening skills. And also, how do you inspire them that, hey, this is going to really help you out? All right. We'll take one more. What do you want to inspire in others? Collaboration. Collaboration. Yes. Too often it feels like us versus them, and then collaboration, it, it does not get in the way. Great, collaboration. So understanding then what you're trying to inspire will help you then to figure out how do you lead appropriately. Okay, so we're almost done here. Let me go again back to leading intentionally. So I need a, I need a volunteer, and I know Glenn, so I told Glenn, if you got a volunteer, I'm a volunteer Glenn. <laughs> I need a volunteer. I volunteer Glenn. Oh, I love it! Dion? Yes! Okay, I'm going to count you on. Five, four, three. Glenn's coming here. Come on, help me out. Thank you. We're even in matching colors, Glenn. I love it. We're coordinated. Yes. Okay, so, Glenn, we talked about four types of leadership today. So I want you to lead me in these four different ways as an example. Okay, wait a minute. I'm, I, no pressure. You can do this. Okay. Glenn's a great leader. Okay, so Glenn, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, Glenn, I want to take my family on the, our first international trip. We've never gone before. How would you manage me through that process? How would you manage me? Oh, well, you need to get a travel agent and they'll take care of you. So go see the travel agent. Okay. <laughs> So you see how he he directed and told me what to do. I mean, it was marginally helpful, but he directed and told me what to do, right? So that's very much, your team comes to you and they're like, hey, I need A, this is what you need to go, go forth, go be successful, managing, all right? Now, I would like you to mentor me, meaning advice based on your experience. Are we still going Say, to I'm still going internationally, yes. Oh, well, that's... You need to make sure your passport's up to date, and you need to make sure that all your kids' passports and shots are up to date, depending on where you're going. And plan ahead and get to the airport two and a half, three hours early. So that, because if you don't, my experience has been that you could get stuck in TSA, and then you're gonna miss your flight. If you miss your international flight, wow. Let me tell you, that's a real pain when you miss your international flight. So don't do that. Be on time, be early. Excellent. So you see how he pulled in his own personal experience to say, this is what I did. I know Lynn has kids as well, so this is what I did to help me go through that. So that was more mentoring now through it. And now what about coaching? Remember, you're going to ask him questions to try to clarify my intent. So where are you wanting to go? Yeah, I, I'm thinking Europe, because my husband liked to travel and I wanted it to be something comfortable for him. So I'm thinking Europe, so we'll feel kind of similar. So, what part of Europe? Eastern, Western, the Mediterranean? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Maybe, maybe Western Europe. 
I feel like it feels very more similar. So is it the, you like wine or beer or you want to visit Spain or what interests you in Western Europe? Okay, excellent. So we'll pause here. You see how he's now asking me, instead of just saying, hey, go get first, he was like, hey, go to travel agents, go do the things. Now he's asking me like, hey, have you thought about what side? Have you thought about what types of activities? Have you thought about these things? So that's helping me to clarify my intent. And now leading, inspire me, Glenn, inspire me. You know, Europe's really a neat place, but what is it that really interests you in Europe? Why does it excite you? Okay, so now he's turning it back to me instead of to help me to get inspired around like, man, why do I want to go on this trip? Okay, good job, Glenn. See? You did it. are very different depending on which part you're in. Okay. Now, if you think about it, think about these four different types of leadership. Which one do you tend towards? So, let me see a show of hands. Who tends towards managing? Really, guys? Really? Really? A group of IT leaders, y'all don't manage? Okay, I'm asking teams. Okay, we got one in the back. Who tends towards mentoring? Okay. Got a couple mentors. Who tends towards coaching? Okay, a couple coaches. Who tends towards leading? Okay, we got, we got a couple. Okay. Okay, so again, none of these are you have to do one versus the other. The thing is, depending on what the situation is, depending on how you dictate it, or depending on also what you're trying to grow or inspire the other person depends on it. So I will tell you that I tend to very heavily towards managing. Very, very heavily. I grew up in GE, I grew up in a manufacturing, and we gotta get stuff done, we gotta get the things done. Now what I will say is I flex towards coaching at the beginning because I'm trying to understand, making sure that I understand, hey, what are your goals, what are you trying to do, all those things. But when things get tough, I'm going, listen, go call the people, go get the stuff done. But I have to know, I have to know and understand that about myself because managing may not always be the most effective way to get this thing done. And if I know and understand that, then I can now make a choice and lead intentionally. Yes, sir. You also need to know the audience, the person that you're working with, kind of know a little bit about him or her before you figure out your manager's style. Yes, I love that question. So. What he's, if you could not hear, he said, do you also need to know about the audience? So yes. So there are times where people will come to me, and I may not use these words, but I'm basically asking them, what, what are you looking for? Are you looking for me to give you the answer? Are you looking for me to ask questions? Are you looking for, sometimes they know, sometimes they don't know. Also, there are times where even if they're looking for me to manage them, I'm not gonna manage, I'm gonna coach them. So I was giving the example, I joined this team, there was a woman who had been on the team for 11 or 12 years. And like my first or second week, she brings me all this stuff like, okay, what should I do? She's looking to manage, and I'm like, I just got here. I don't even know where the bathrooms are. You've been here 11 years. Like, what do you think you should do? And let us talk through that. So I think it's an element of knowing your audience, but also what outcome you're trying to get to. 
because they may be coming to you always for managing, but that's not at their best. <coughs> and you can reset that expectation and say, hey, I know you want me to give you the answer, but here's why I think you're better positioned to have that answer than I am. All right, any other questions? What other questions do you have? Okay, so when we think about leading intentionally, just wrapping us up, um, the reason why I like to give a worksheet is, again, like I said, the more that you see it, you work it, you look with it, you look at it, it'll better stick with you. Um, I want you to think through, yes, these are the four different ways. One way is not better than the other. I want you to think of what is the one you tend to go toward, is it appropriate or not, and what are the advantages of some of the other ones. You see on the back, at the bottom, um, I have the words in big, avoid the tri-trap. So what some people will do <clears throat> is they will say, hey, I'm going to try to do more coaching. And so I'm going to sit in this chair, guys. Now, what does it look like if I try to get up? What does that look like? Can I try to get up out of this chair? Like, what is that? What is, what is that? What is that? Right? Either you're doing it or you're not doing it. And so when people say, I will try... That is like my introverted per my introverted friend saying, I'm going to try to come to that party. Do they have any intention of coming to that party? No. When you say you're going to try to do something, you're already giving yourself an out. And so by avoiding this try trap, what I'm saying is <clears throat> pick one of these, anyone that you want to practice more often. Anyone. It could be coaching. It could be leading. And then I want you to think through not what you're going to try to do, well, what you are planning to start doing to support that, and what do you need to stop doing to support that? So because I have a tendency towards managing, what I have to stop doing is I have to slow myself down in the conversation. Because they come, and what I think is the solution will come to me very quickly, and I want to just jump in. And so what I have to stop doing is jumping in early and giving them time to process, because they may process something. So that's something I, I have to not try to do, I have to do. So what I'm going to encourage you guys to do as we wrap up is pick one of these four that you want to lean into and then think through what are the things that you want to commit to start doing to lean into that and what are the things you want to stop doing to lean into that. All right, with that, I believe I'm at time. Thank you very much.